Hi, and welcome to the Movement and Mindfulness Podcast with me, Erica Webb of Erica Webb Yoga and Pilates. In this podcast, I, along with my guests, will explore what it means to move as an act of self-kindness and self-discovery. We'll look at the ways movement, mindset, and mindfulness support us to be and do the things we so desire in the world. I truly believe that movement has the ability to expand our capacity to show up for the things that are important to us. And I'm here to help you embrace the idea of movement as a powerful tool for wellness, rather than just another thing you think you should be doing. I'm thrilled you're here. Let's do this. Hello and welcome to episode 35 of the Movement and Mindfulness podcast with me, Erica Webb. I am, as always, super thrilled to have you with me. And what we're going to talk about today, it's just me, one of my Monday musing sort of shorter episodes. What I thought I would love to talk about is this idea of a slow practice, which is something that a lot of us resist. And we're going to talk about, you know, maybe why we resist it and what might be some of the really good reasons to actually, you know, ignore that resistance a little bit and do it anyway. But before we get into that, I did just want to remind you about the Mindful Movement Virtual Studio. So the Mindful Movement Virtual Studio, for those of you who don't know, is my online yoga, Pilates and somatic exercise studio. And up until the end of July 2020, which is just a few days from now, it's just $27 a month to join me inside. We have a library of dozens of pre-recorded classes for you to take, as well as at the moment, four live stream classes every week. And I'd love to see you in there. At the start of August, that price is going up to $37 a month. But if you join before the end of the month, July 2020, you'll get it locked in at $27 a month for the life of your membership. And you can cancel anytime. All right. Now that that's out of the way, let's talk about what are the reasons we might be, you know, resistant to a slow practice and why might we want to reconsider? Now, I am kind of like a self-professed rusher. It is so deeply ingrained in my psyche that I'm in a rush that a slow practice for me has become a really vital way to kind of, A, start to to kind of question that and also to create contrast. Now, I don't think that I'm alone in that rush place. I think that most of us really experience life as almost like a countdown, you know, it's like the end of the day, the end of the week, the end of the month, the end of our lives potentially. And, you know, that sounds awful almost when it comes out of my mouth, but I think that there is this sense that we're always rushing towards something or even maybe away from something. And when we're constantly rushing, we tend to be very much in our fight or flight freeze nervous system, which is that part of the nervous system that's responsible for, you know, keeping us safe, keeping us safe from harm, keeping us away from that predator that is out to get us. But time and running from it is a, is a tricky predator to, you know, to, to run from. So one of the things that I think is really lovely about a slow movement practice is that it allows us contrast, Contrast in a few different ways. One of them is the contrast in that fight or flight nervous system response to come back to that more, you know, rest and digest way of being, that more baseline way of not feeling under threat, 
And a slow practice helps to potentially send that signal that, you know, like we're actually not running from anything, (laughs) despite what, you know, what it might have felt like five minutes ago. I've slowed down now and we're not running. And so it creates contrast at the level of the nervous system. The other thing it does is it creates a contrast for us to notice maybe that we are kind of like on hyperdrive the rest of the time. I think this is one of the things that comes up for me time and time again. When I find myself feeling rushed and I'm on my yoga mat or I'm doing some some slow movement and I notice that start to like creep in and you can feel it. And I think that that is fascinating, that capacity to be like, oh, is this how I'm moving through my every day? Is this how I am relating to everything in my life? And it allows us to, to question, I suppose, whether that's how we want to, to do it. As a side note here, this has been one of the really interesting things that's come up for me during the pandemic as well, is this recognition that like time and rushing through it has been a big part of my like MO, you know, how I get through life, which might be surprising if you're listening and you don't know me very well and you're thinking, but aren't you a yoga teacher who teaches slow, mindful movement? Yes. Yes, I am. And it's always been because it offers this contrast and because I know it's what I need the most. I am someone who moves quickly through life in the sense that, you know, if I have a dream, I go after it. If I have something that um, that I want to do, I make it happen. And so sometimes that speed really needs to be contrasted by something softer. And so my approach to movement and my approach to the way that I interact with myself, I suppose, on a more, you know, self-talk level slows right down. And that's to offer that sense of contrast. And during the pandemic, that, you know, rush has dissipated because, you know, like tomorrow is fine still for doing all the things that I thought I would do today because tomorrow looks much the same as today did. And so it's allowed a little bit of space, I suppose, um, to, to recognize that contrast. So little side note. The other thing, so I've got two more points about, um, you know, why we might want to think about slowing down our practice because one of the things that happens and and I probably should have led with this one of the things that happens is we're drawn to yoga we're drawn to these kind of more mindful movement practices and then we want to do them fast and what I think often we don't recognize is that we're allowing the way that we do the rest of our life to follow us onto our yoga mat and so we move quickly through life we we're rushing we're Um, you know, achieving, we're doing all these things. And then we allow those exact same qualities to follow us onto our yoga mat and we practice them there. And we do it under the guise of, but it's yoga. And I'm just not convinced (laughs) that just because it's yoga doesn't mean it's still not playing into that rush, fast, push, hard mentality. So something to consider. And so, you know, I'm not suggesting that everything we do needs to be slow. No. There's, you know, I love to do some things fast. I love to do some things with like explosive um, power. It's not about doing everything one way. But I think that's where often we are in life is we're doing everything fast. We're doing everything as though it's an it's it's urgent. And so this next point 
I think kind of talks to that a little bit as well, which is, you know, attention. Slowing down allows us to pay more attention to the subtle stuff. We might be able to pay attention to the to the big things, but the nuance gets lost when we're in a rush or when we're moving fast. It's very tricky to move fast and with, you know, a high level of um, like accuracy around how you want your different body parts to move together. And so we tend to see that when we're moving fast all the time, if we haven't taken the time to slow down and like question how we want different bits of ourselves to be moving, we tend to move very much in our movement habits, our movement patterns that follow us everywhere around, you know, in our lives. So in much the same way as our our desire for speed and our desire for kind of staying in that fight flight response follows us onto the yoga mat, so do all of those movement patterns that have actually led us to the yoga mat in the first place. So all these ways of moving that have led to tension, that have led to um, discomfort in our body that makes us think, oh, you know what, yoga could be a good idea. They come with us on the yoga mat. And so if we're moving quickly in a way that doesn't allow us to like notice and make a different choice, then we're just allowing those patterns to replay, replay, replay over and over again. And so being able to pay attention is one of the reasons why you know, I think a slower practice can be really valuable. And one of the things that perhaps stops people is that exactly that point is that they have to pay attention. And, you know, I think sometimes our rush and our speed and our um, quickness is to avoid noticing stuff. And I think that probably rings true for everyone. You know, we don't want to sit with discomfort. We don't want to sit with the things that perhaps feel less than. And yet, it's kind of vital that we do. It's kind of vital that we learn to be okay with that little bit of discomfort um, and and to do it in a way that is kind and, and full of compassion. And so slowing down tends to be one of the only ways that we can notice that stuff because if we're moving quickly, then we kind of glance over all of those subtleties and I think that we do ourselves a really big disservice in the process. And the final point is intention. So we talked about attention. Now I want to think about intention. And this kind of goes back to this idea of like these movement habits and patterns following us onto the yoga mat. When we, you know, come to our mat, what is our intention for being there? Is it to feel more calm? Is it to decrease stress? Is it to stretch out these hamstrings that feel as though they are wound up tight? Is it to create strength? You know, what are we there for? Slowing down allows us to get clear about our intention, get clear about where we start from, and then actually gives us the space to check in with whether or not what we're doing is actually meeting that intention on a broad level, but also on a really specific level in terms of each movement that we choose to participate in. And so, you know, noticing, is my intention being matched by what's happening in my body? And that really is hard to do when we're doing everything at speed. I hope that makes sense. (laughs) I hope that that gives you pause um, and, and gives you a moment to, you know, just sort of think about whether or not that is true for you. A lot of people talk to me about, you know, oh, I don't, I do, I don't really like um, moving slowly. 
and and then others who are like, oh, this just feels like coming home. You know, that slowness of movement allows me to feel like, you know, I've landed back where I need to be. And when the, the response is that, you know, I don't like moving slow, I really hope that you can take some time just to think about why that might be. And one of the things that I will say here is that just because I move slowly and I teach slowly, it doesn't mean that it's always easy. And so, you know, like you lie down on your yoga mat and you're like, oh, I just want to pump out this movement really fast. It doesn't have to be easy to be valuable. And so sometimes we're like, no, I'm just going to remind myself to slow it down, to slow it down, to slow it down. And one of the things that I didn't mention here is um, connection. You know, all of these things that we talked about, the the contrast for the nervous system, the attention and the intention all allows for this deepening of the connection between our body and our brain. And that connection allows for more clarity of movement for, um, you know, just feeling better and feeling more well in our body. And so if slow is hard for you, you know, give yourself permission just to be patient, to be kind with that, to, to be curious. And it doesn't have to be the only way that you do your movement practice, but can you build in some contrast? And if you love the slow, you know, amazing and, and still allow yourself to be present to all of those things that, that arise and just notice, you know, how does it feel? How does, um, how does that show up in your body? So I hope that is some food for thought. As you know, if you've been listening for any length of time, I do love to hear from you and to hear how these ideas land and whether they, you know, resonate with you. If you have questions, if you have your own thoughts that you'd like to share. One thing about doing a podcast is, you know, it's very one-sided. So I would love to hear from you. Um, You can come over and find me on Instagram. That's probably the easiest way. I'm at Erica Webb Yoga over there. You'll find me at the same name on Facebook. And you can send me an email via my website, which is ericawebbyoga.com.au. And I'll pop all those details in the show notes, but don't forget if you do want to, you know, have a tryout of the Mindful Movement Virtual Studio If you get in before the end of the month, which is the, um, how many days are in July? 31st, I think, the 31st of July. If you um, join me before then, before the end of of the month, um, it is just $27 a month and you can cancel anytime. I'd love to see you in there. I'd love to help you with this slow, mindful, but very effective and um, powerful practice of, you know, combining yoga, Pilates and somatics. So, If you want to find out more about that, you'll find the link in the show notes, but it's ericawebbyoga.com.au forward slash virtual studio. I hope you're having a great day wherever you are, and I will talk to you again really soon. 